Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And welcome back to another exciting mini-sode where we talk about whatever we want and sometimes what has been suggested to us. And today, I'm in charge. Haha, -ha, for once. Ooh, for I'm once. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to just sit back and relax just and sit listen back, to you tell me things. Drink your hot toddy. We're yeah. going to be talking about some folklore today. <gasps> Ooh. Yes, because it is Hispanic Heritage Month. <gasps> oh. You sh yeah, you should nice. know that. You're Hispanic. <laughs> I do know that. I just forgot. <laughs> sure. I totally already knew this. Oh my God. What are we talking about? I'm so excited. So it's, it's folklore. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. So obviously we're going to be talking about the legend of El Chupacabra. <gasps> what? what? So we're going to be oh talking about your culture, Ariana. Yes, Mexico? Mexico is all, it's just your culture. Just all of Mexico. I'm just going to generalize <laughs> But, you know, El Chupacabra, it's, you know, it was more Mexican back in the day. And before that, even, it was Puerto Rican origins. Oh. But now it's mostly Texan. But it's 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 kind of migrated. And it's been very, very different from, like, the, the Chupacabras in, that they describe in Texas are very different than the ones that are described in Hispanic cultures. Like, they're physically, oh, really? invisibly different. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that it was a thing in Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's how I knew about it because, like, I'm not Hispanic, but I know about El Chupacabra because I'm from, like, I'm south from the south, and so I'm right next to Texas, and I have family in Texas. Oh, wow. But I'll talk about that, but first we have to talk about a very similar creature that is from my culture, <laughs> the Rougarou. Oh, I've never heard of that. You haven't heard of the Rougarou? No. Uh, okay. Well, first we're going to talk about the Rougarou. Then we're going to talk about El Chupacabra. They're very similar. So the Rougarou is, um, it's a swamp legend. It's, it's my mm -hmm. people because I, I am a swamp stock. <laughs> and when you say your people, what do you mean specifically? I mean Cajun folklore. So I am, I am from South Mississippi that's right, right, right next to like minutes from Louisiana. So I'm, I'm like a coastie. So we have a lot of, um, like we celebrate Mardi Gras for an entire week where I'm from. A lot, of, a lot of New Orleans and Louisiana culture is part of coastal culture, especially where I'm from. So the Rougarou is a swamp legend out of Louisiana, and it's hmm. really, really cool. But it's also kind of different from place to place. So I'll talk about that. So for my non-US and non-Western friends, swamp culture is different. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's different. There's different types of swamp culture. So Ariana, you're from Florida. So you're also kind of, you have swamp culture yeah. as well. Yeah. You yeah. have alligators where you're from too. <laughs> yes. They're terrifying. Absolutely. But Mississippi and Florida are different. So there's, there's, there's lots of different swamp people. And so we're going to be talking about Cajun swamp people. So First, okay. that's me. First, <laughs> let me set the stage because uh, this is something that the Rougarou actually scared me as a child. And so I want to make sure that you guys really? get the full experience. Yeah. So the Rougarou wow. was like a threat. The Rougarou was like, be careful or the Rougarou will get you if you do this. Oh, wow. In, in the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans, we have a gigantic statue, like a big statue of the Rougarou that's in one of the exhibits. Oh my god. I need to Google what this thing looks like. Look up Audubon Rougarou. I might make it the photo for this episode. <laughs> Audubon A-U-D-O-B-O-N. Okay. Rougarou R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. -R -R Although there's different <gasps> spellings. What? It looks what like a crazy heck? scary Muppet that's huge. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I would see that when I would go to the aquarium when I was like little. 
what? Yeah. I've never heard of this. And they'd be like, that's Tell a Rougarou. Tell me more. So the Rougarou, let me just give you guys a description. So the Rougarou is a lot like a bipedal werewolf, sort of. It's basically, <laughs> if we're going to simplify it, it's like Creole werewolf, Cajun werewolf. So it's a bipedal werewolf. His head is always very wolf-like, and he prowls the swamps of Louisiana. He prowls the mar- marshes, and he's in search of misbehaving children. Oh, of course. Right? So he hunts you down. And he sucks your blood. He feeds oh. on your energy. He's a blood sucker, a lot like another wow. creature we'll be talking about soon, a <laughs> chupacabra. Hmm. And so it's, but it's not quite like a werewolf. So he's active at night, but not okay. just during a full moon. Okay. There's a lot of variation. And in some, it matters if it's a full moon. In mine, it never did. It was just, it didn't matter. Um, but it's Is not- Is he a wolf though or no? No, he's a rougarou. <laughs> Oh, it's like a different animal species. Completely. Yeah, it's it's a rug. It's a it's a yeah. It's like a werewolf ish, okay. but it's a rugaroo. So it's 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 this Got tall, it. big creature. Um, and, but it's not a person during the day like a werewolf is. Like he doesn't like transform into a rugaroo. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. either it, it's either just a straight up creature like all the time, which was what I was taught. It was like there's just rugaroos out there. There's a rugaroo in the swamp. Be careful. And um, if you're Catholic though. Because obviously <laughs> there's Catholic influence because th- this is Cajun culture, which came from France, from people who migrated from France to Louisiana and to New Orleans. So there's a lot of Catholic influence. And so in the Catholic culture, the Rougarou, if you're Catholic and you break the rules of Lent, then what? you become a Rougarou for 101 days as like a punishment. What? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about Catholics later. <laughs> oh my God. We'll talk more about them later. And wow. if this doesn't sound scary to you, you clearly didn't grow up in the swamps because swamps are terrifying. And Ariana can probably attest to that. Yeah. Like, so, like, let's talk about Louisiana. Louisiana is scary. The swamps of Louisiana are really scary. So, it's, imagine you're like, it's dark. You have humid swamp air. There's creepy swamp noises. You got alligators splish splashing around because, yeah, guys, where, 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 where Ariana and I are from, you got to be careful when you're near an open body of water. Like, you yeah. have to actually know where you are and be paying attention because there's just yeah. alligators. My neighbor's dog got eaten by an alligator. When yeah. I was oh, yeah. That was like, that <laughs> happened all the time. Like, you'd be like, oh, careful. There was yeah. like someone's pet got eaten over there. Ugh. Yeah creepy and you got fog fog is just rolling all over these this murky creek full of stumps and snakes it's somehow Mm. always a full moon and something's (laughs) howling in the distance and your parents lean down or if you're me your neighbor's mom leans down and is like you better be careful that's the rougarou out there and then of course you're like what's the rougarou and they tell you oh the rougarou it'll come and get you if you're naughty or he'll come and get you if you've done some if you're not obeying your parents oh my god so it's kind of like bell snickel but a werewolf. yeah i was gonna say there are so many folklore characters that are coming after misbehaving children they're keeping them in line gotta keep them in yeah. line these heathen children <laughs> gotta give them nightmares gotta give keep them in line <laughs> i was afraid of this guy i was afraid of the I'm sure because i lived next to like the woods and so wow. I was like, oh, you would hear like a howl, like a coyote or something. And oh, then, God. you know, you're, this old lady is like, oh, that's the Rougarou. You better mind your manners. And you're like, oh, yes, ma'am. And then you're good for like a day and you forget. Yeah. Of course she said that. I mean, she's not the one who has to like be up with you late at night when you can't <laughs> yeah. sleep because you're terrified. Your exactly. parents are like, why? <laughs> it's always grandma. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so the origin of the Rougarou, it's this Cajun legend, so it's likely derived from like the European werewolf stories from like 
France, more specifically France. And it yeah. used to be called, and it interchangeably can be called a loup-garou, like with an L. Mm. So loup is French for, it's wolf, and garou is like, it's Frankish for warulf, which is basically a werewolf. It's man who transforms into an animal. Wow. So if you say rougarou or loup-garou, it's the same so thing. So it is a man that transforms, but it's not like he is at night transformed and then goes back in the day. It's more like he transforms and then he's this werewolf thing for like a month and then he goes back to being a human. It's hard to say. So some people, that's how they teach it. Is it like, it's a, it's someone who becomes a werewolf for like a set frame of time or becomes a rougarou for a set frame of time. But in other cultures, there's just, it's just a rougarou. Like I never thought of it as, it was very different from a, to, from a werewolf to me. And I grew up like with werewolf movies and stuff, but a Ruguru was like a separate, it was like almost like an entity, like a demon that just lives in the marshes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's really yeah. scary. <laughs> um, so yeah, they often would it, use the use him as like a storytelling plot for like inspiring fear and obedience in children. So, um, and like I said, he's in our aquarium. So we literally are exposing our youth and being like, look out, that there's a Ruguru. Like past the penguins. <laughs> Why? But yeah, so the the French Catholic would share like Lugaru stories and uh, talk about like try, trying to tri- you know get kids to be good and like follow through with Lent tradition. So, and yeah, so in some Catholic tradition, wolf the wolf like Rougarou will actually hunt down and kill Catholics if they don't what? follow the rules of Lent. God, jeez. Yeah, he, this is a Catholic werewolf, and he's coming for your children. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So just a couple Rougarou fun facts for you. Harry Potter tangent. You guys knew it was coming. <gasps> yes. So excited. <laughs> so wand cores. Let's talk about wands in Harry Potter. Everyone okay. knows the main cores, the one they're in, like the main Harry Potter books. Pop quiz. Do you know the main Harry Potter wand cores? There's like a there's like a unicorn thing. Yeah. Unicorn hair. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, I don't remember. There's like an apple wood something. I think that's like the wood. Yeah. I'm talking about the core, babe. <laughs> Harry Potter. His um, core was. Phoenix. Something yeah. Something the Phoenix. Phoenix feather. And then there's a third big one, uh, dragon heart string. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Dragon heart string? Dragon, the heart string of a dragon, the the corde tendine of a dragon. Got it. I was going to say the corde tendine. (laughs) Yeah. And phoenix feathers and then unicorn hair. But those are basic. They're way cooler cores. And these are mostly like there's a couple that are from like the actual books. A lot of these are from like the Fantastic Beast movies, which full disclosure, I haven't seen, but I can still appreciate the lore. Um, you got Dittany stalk, which I thought was really cool. Having a plant. Uh, jackalope antler. Oh, wow. Vila hair. Really cool. What's and that? Vila, like a Vila, like the, like from the Goblet of Fire, the blonde, sexy oh, ladies. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then there's Rougarou hair. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So that, again, that's from the Fantastic Beast ones, but I thought it was really cool that you could have a wand with like Rougarou hair in it. So I like to think if I was living in the Harry Potter universe, which I would be in the American universe, so it makes sense, I would yeah. have my little Cajun wand with a Rougarou hair in it. <laughs> so that's my There's got to be a Pottermore quiz for this. Oh, I know. Well, I didn't get that. I was really upset. I, I don't <laughs> trust the Pottermore quizzes. They change them and they're different. Oh, I'm just really? upset I got Slytherin. <laughs> um, I'm super jealous that you got Slytherin. You're a Ravenclaw, but it makes sense that you're a Ravenclaw. Um, except I literally picked my answers to get Slytherin and I got Ravenclaw. <laughs> that sounds like something a Ravenclaw would do. <laughs> Just saying. I also agree. I don't think you're a Slytherin. I don't know what you are, though. Maybe like a Gryffindor Hufflepuff hybrid. I'm definitely not a Hufflepuff. There's no way. <laughs> Maybe. Why do you say that? I Why don't do you know. Say that? I've just never had anyone say that I'm a Hufflepuff. 
Why not? What's I wrong with know. Hufflepuff? No, nothing's wrong. They're like the cool house these days. <laughs> they like they're like the hipster house. Yeah, they had a comeback from whatever Rowling wrote them as like in Hufflepuff took all the droppings that nobody wanted. And they're good finders. And they're, you know, good at parties. <laughs> and it's like, okay. No, they're like all fleshed out and like cool and like the good guys now. And everyone's like, Yeah, that's why I thought you'd cool be a Hufflepuff. Mm, I don't know. I really don't know what I am. What house would a Chihuahua be in? Because that's the one quiz that I consistently get one Slytherin. answer. Is what dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I've like I don't I just I've just resigned myself. And then my uh. my Patronus is a horse. I don't think so. Oh really? I got a black mare, which I'm like they can't be colors. Oh, They're all that's silver. Badass. They're all silver. You can't pick a color. Oh yeah, you're right. I guess doesn't that's make any weird. sense. Also, I'm yeah. afraid mine of horses. Like, <laughs> mine was like some random bird. So that's better than a, have horse. a random bird. Although I had a friend whose Patronus was a dragonfly. So that's really cool. <laughs> that's swampy, and I like it. I want my Patronus so random. to be a Rougarou. <laughs> That'll scare the Dementors away. Let's fight fire with fire. Absolutely. This image is terrifying it's scary yeah guys i'm gonna make it the image for this episode is just the rougarou maybe i will i should probably do the chupacabra damn it i'll do the chupacabra but everyone go look up audubon (laughs) zoo rougarou it's really scary and it's what we saw on field trips when we were children i cannot believe that i've never heard of it yeah i know there's a lot of stuff i feel like cajun culture is very um like isolated I feel like a lot of people don't know about it because like even just going to like whenever I moved up north to go to school just go like to boarding school there was none of that nobody knew about the Rougarou yeah nobody celebrated Mardi Gras nobody was religiously Catholic and brainwashed it's just different (laughs) but the Rougarou today is kind of different than like the old you know French Cajun Rougarou it's a little bit different now the Rougarou which is still celebrated is a representation of like swamp culture he's repping the wetlands so oh, wow. yeah, which is I'll talk about. Let's let me tell you about the wetlands. So there's a Rougarou Fest that's in Homa every year, which I didn't know about until I moved. I would love to go. There's like contests and music, and people dress up as the Rougarou. There's Rougarou contests. Oh it's crazy. <laughs> Look it up. The Rougarou Fest, and all wow. proceeds of this giant festival goes to the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. So, oh, that's isn't that cool? Awesome. So, yeah. PSA for club members: uh, wetlands are pretty important. They are a very important ecosystem, and we need to preserve them. So, yeah. Pardon me while I step on my little swampy soapbox here. <laughs> People forget about the wetlands. They are they are a comparable ecosystem to in in scales of like biodiversity and importance for like climate change and everything that we need to like exist as a planet they're as important as coral reefs or the rainforest there's so many different animals there's fish birds reptiles amphibians uh, bugs plants insects yeah microbes microbes that we need oh i'm sure very very species rich and it's important for those animals but it's also important for flood protection the swamps and the marshes of the coast are preserving our coastlines they're so important for climate change wow And they moderate climate change, not just by being a coast, but they store so much carbon in their plants and in their soil. So it's not just floating around like fucking carbon dioxide everywhere in our atmosphere. So they're very, very important for storing carbon. And they're disappearing. The wetlands are literally disappearing by the minute. Three times faster than rainforests. Three times faster. And Is that just because of the heat and global warming? It's because of global warming. It's also because of... um, uh, like drainage like in real estate companies and yeah. building more housing and so everyone's trying to drain all these marshlands and put up housing and sell it it's it's money yeah. it's humans yeah. and money and they're not they're thinking 
in the short term and not about like the generations to come in like about the usual mother earth the usual so yeah just to say wetlands are critical for human and plant life uh they provide almost all the world's consumption of fresh water. <laughs> More than a billion people depend on them for a living. They're among those by diverse ecosystems. And we've lost, I think, since 19, since 1900, 87% of wetlands have been lost. Wow. Or since Man. 1700, 87%. 64% since 1900. Wow. Gone. And we're trying to build fake wake fake wetlands but we need to protect them so anyway i'm putting a link in this bio for you guys to donate to some wetland protection agencies Aww. link in the bio we're gonna donate to the conservation fund i did it and you better do it or else the ruru will get you so just to be safe <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe don't forget yeah. the ruru is always watching <laughs> i love that but enough about my culture. Now I need to talk about your culture. <gasps> yes. We're talking about El Chupacabra, which is basically Bigfoot Rougarou. Really? Oh, yeah. So I know nothing about this. I, I didn't either until right now. <laughs> until I, I was looking up. There's so much to know. So the Chupacabra, it's been characterized as the southern equivalent of like Sasquatch. It's, it's like the northeast people, they have Sasquatch and then we have chupacabra so countries of origin first and i already said this but first it was puerto rico and then it was more mexican and then nowadays it's mostly texan but it's it's in all of those cultures still and it's different but it means goat sucker that's literally what chupacabra means yes, i knew that i knew yes. it was like a wolf thing and i knew that it targeted goats yes it targets livestock that's a big point because chupar means to suck oh. and cabras means like goats okay and so basically it's like a werewolf vampire goat killer. <laughs> oh, I guess I knew all about this then. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the basic, that's the surface level of the chupacabra. And wow. it was blamed by ranchers in these countries for livestock deaths, for killing all their livestock. But it's mm-hmm. what's different about it is it's draining the blood from the livestock and it's leaving the body. Oh. It's not taking any of the muscle it's not eating any of the meat it's just leaving that but it's draining it of its blood and there's these very specific wounds that they're finding in these countries so let's start let's talk about the texas reports first of all ariana like if you are describing a chupacabra what what are you imagining in your head i'm imagining a mangy wolf that is rabid looking and a little bit bigger than a normal wolf and i don't know that's all i got yeah, so what you're describing is what I would have described as a chupacabra. That's what I'm used to. And that's more of the American chupacabra. Okay. The, the descriptions that you'll get out of Texas, even today, people are still reporting sightings of chupacabras and collecting specimens and killing things that they think are the chupacabra and bringing really? them to zoologists. Oh, yeah. And wow. the way they describe them is they're, they're hairless. Their skin is like either gray or it's gray-blue. Sometimes it's like scaly. They have fangs. Yeah. And sometimes they're bipedal, but typically in America, they're described as uh, four legs that are longer in the back than they are in the front. Hmm. And so kind of like a canine mixed with a kangaroo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it. So, so sometimes it walks on its hind legs and sometimes it doesn't? Or some, yeah, is it both. Just, okay. Both. But first, you know, that's what we hear today. That's what you're going to see on like Discovery Channel or whatever they're showing on Discovery Channel. But let's go back to the 90s. Just kidding. I never left. <laughs> 90s time. But it's 90s and 1995 in Puerto Rico. And it starts with this woman. She calls into a radio show. 
she's in her house she's she looks out in her backyard and she sees a strange creature outside of her window and she runs to go get her husband but by the time she comes back it's gone and she knows that she she knows what she saw she saw a demon and she calls a radio station and she's describing what she saw and the radio host dubbed him as the new legend of el chupacabra so that the name comes from a a mexican or puerto rican radio host in the Hmm. 90s which is kind of cool didn't know that oh yeah but this chupacabra looked different and way scarier yeah so this chupacabra is always bipedal it's like a kangaroo but with lankier front like front legs so it's got kangaroo legs but like scary lankier long front legs hairless it's still hairless but it's huge He's gigantic, extremely tall versus like wow. what I'm used to imagining is like a like a wolf running around like almost like a mangy coyote yeah. and glowing red oval eyes <gasps> and four really long fangs. Four? Like four. On, two on the top and two on the bottom? Boom, boom. Two on top, two on bottom. Four gigantic mm. fangs hmm. and glowing red eyes and it's pale skinned. Pale. Weird. It yes. is weird because it's almost like humanoid. Yes. Okay. So it's, it is kind of werewolfy. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost like ours in America is more wolfy and theirs is more werewolfy. Yeah. And there was proof, kind of. <laughs> there was kind of proof. <laughs> there was widespread livestock deaths that were going on at this time in the 90s. And the animals were being found with puncture wounds and they were drained of their blood. Weird. And many people were reporting sightings of this creature independently and describing something very similar. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. Now we got a flashback to the 70s. And so the original Chupi, this is where original Chupi comes from, but it wasn't the Chupacabra yet because that radio host wasn't, I don't know, working as a radio host yet. First, in the 70s, it was El Vampiro de Mocha, which is the vampire of Mocha, <laughs> which is Mocha, Puerto Rico, which was in 1975. Guess what was happening? Bunch of livestock just dying, all drained of their blood. All of Weird. their muscle is intact and they have puncture Weird. wounds. Okay, let's say this doesn't exist. Do you think it's like vampire bats or what yeah what what is going on because something's going on these livestock are actually dying and people are seeing things outside during the time of these deaths yeah they're corroborating witness reports super weird so unfortunately they probably aren't real unfortunately Mm. slash fortunately i'm not sure i'm gonna go with unfortunately they're not real (laughs) uh people have procured what they believe to be chupacabra specimens so it's mostly a lot of freaked out ranchers with guns and, yeah. and I don't blame them because, like, their livestock is their livelihood. but And also, they're s- fucking scared. <laughs> they yeah. very much believe that there is, like, a, like a Sasquatch-type creature out there romping around their fields and killing their animals. And so, Is there any concern for them being human aggressive? Or no? no. Okay. None. There's been no reported attacks or even, like, approaching people. Okay. So, Got it. Because you're thinking maybe rabies, right? <laughs> no, I think I'm just confused. Like, I guess I'm trying to find the connection with the Rougarou, besides just, like, the appearance, I guess. The appearance, and they both drain animals of their blood. Okay, okay. They're both blood-sucking. Got it. But Rougarous then came after children. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you're safe unless you're a child or Catholic. <laughs> yeah. The Catholics were like, but what if it came after children? That's some Catholic <laughs> shit right there. We can, That's what Ariana, I'm saying. <laughs> You were raised Catholic, and I was raised Episcopalian, which is like Catholic light, diet Catholic. And they're not afraid to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Just make some wild threats. It's extreme. (laughs) It is. But yeah, the chupacabra, they're just like, it's not coming after you, but it's going to kill your animals. You better watch out. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. these people are 
killing these animals and they're bringing them to biologists and zoologists and most of the time they are coyotes or yeah. they're dogs or they're dog hybrids animals that are mixed with dogs and they're hairless they're usually are hairless but probably not because of you know folklore things ariana why would you think that these animals might be hairless you kind of already guessed it mange yeah mange <laughs> a lot of these animals had uh, scabies mange which lives in the in the skin and it re- removes their fur so they're hairless and they're likely attacking livestock because it's they're sick and it's easier to catch livestock wild prey is a lot harder to catch when you're like a sick coyote interesting I don't know why they're not eating the muscle I don't know why they're just draining them of their blood yeah it's a little weird because that's a real thing that they're finding is like they're drained of their blood that I can't explain that I'm like is it what is draining them of their blood is it vampire bats I feel like vampire bats would not have the same Mm -mm. like capacity bite mark yeah yeah because yeah you sometimes you can't even find their bite marks when it's from like a bat yeah so weird I don't know I don't know all I know is that do, in doing this research, I have found my new job. So now it's time <laughs> to explain. I am no longer going to be a veterinarian. I loved it. It was great. But there's a, <laughs> I'm going to be a cryptozoologist. <laughs> Ooh, can I join? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So I really enjoyed researching just the chupacabra and the rougarou in folklore. And there's um, a new type of – it's a pseudoscience, basically, <laughs> called cryptozoology. And it's this subculture of these different sciences that basically studies – legendary animals like folklore animals whose presence is in their terms disputed yeah and our terms unsubstantiated (laughs) probably better but these are people who have dedicated their lives scientists a lot of them are are scientists and biologists that have just made a little career shift and they've dedicated their lives to studying like bigfoot and like the loch ness monster and yetis and chupacabras and things like that in all different cultures they call them cryptids which i thought was really cool (laughs) so if you're talking about like a chupacabra that's like a cryptid Oh, okay. Like an animal that like may or may not exist. Exactly. Got it. But they think probably does, and they're looking for evidence that it does exist. That's their whole job. That's pretty cool. I would totally do that. So that's my new career. I'm really excited about it. Um, It doesn't exactly follow the scientific method, and like (laughs) a lot of most scientists dismiss cryptozoology entirely, which is fair. Sure. But that's just (laughs) because they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. I just want (laughs) to research Nessie all day. Sue me. I mean, if you discover true evidence of the Loch Ness Monster, think about how famous you would be. So maybe they're in it for that. I don't know. These these people seem like they're in it for the science of it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these people are in it for the research. <laughs> but yeah, uh, stay on the lookout for my proof of fairies because that's what I'm going after first. Doing some fairy <laughs> research. Going to set up some fairy traps. I'm very excited. But that's all wow. I have today for... The Chupacabra and the Rougarou. I thought they were, they had a lot of similarities, except for the Catholics really had a grip on the Rougarou. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know any of that, even though that's literally my culture. I mean, like, I knew that it was, (laughs) I knew that it was a blood sucking, like, werewolf thing, but I didn't know anything more than that. So I didn't know it was, like, so, like, vampiric. And I didn't know that there was also, like, different versions of it. Yeah, me neither. That was really cool. 
really neat. Maybe I'll do some Pretty more. Cool. If you guys like this one, if you guys like folklore, I also like folklore as I am dedicating my entire life to it from today forward. So if you <laughs> like this episode and you want us to do more folklore stuff, let us know. If there's any specific creatures that you want me to research, I will gladly do so. Just drop us a line. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com where you can reach us, reach out to us on our various social media platforms, Instagram, etc. Sweet. That was great. Oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> that's all I have. Um, I have to go set up my fairy traps. So I will see you guys later. <laughs> and until next time, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.